Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt and I'm joined as ever by my best friend in the whole wide world, Christopher Edward Taylor. Hello, Christopher. Hello. We were discussing what the intro would be before we started recording and the intro is, there's no intro. None. We don't do things. We do work things, but some we can't talk about because they're secrets. They're secrets. We do have secret projects, but we can't talk about those. And so it's like, generally, I listen to a podcast, and one of the people will be like, oh, here's a thing I did recently, and here's something relatable about that. And it just sort of softens you into the whole process, like gently gets you ready to receive the main meat of the podcast. It's like an appetizer. Eases you into the marinade. Some onion rings. You know, perhaps, um, perhaps some little little bruschetta, bruschetta, to don't, to don't, chow down on. Don't, don't Sorry, say it like that. Don't say it like that. I think that's how you have to say it. I don't, I don't think you should try. I think I think it's a hard C rather than a bruschetta. Oh, bruschetta, bruschetta, mate. Toast. It's fucking toast. It's toast. Let's just have it's it. toast. It's posh toast with oil on. But you get those, and it sort of softens you in. Whereas, like, we don't do things. I I make models in my spare time, like a dweeb, when I'm not writing role-playing games, like a dweeb. Exactly, and like, I left my house yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. Tell you what, what, why don't we talk about that? Where did you go yesterday? The dentist. Why Why did you go to the dentist? Listener, <laughs> listener, I know, I'm having him tell you. <laughs> so I stopped chewing the inside of my mouth by yeah, having an enormous fa- guard <laughs> that stops me from biting myself to death. Sorry, when you say enormous guard, I'm just imagining a big dude. He's like, like no, like 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 city guard. Like he's got he's got the helmet on and the leather jerkin. It's oh, stop that and just just putting his hand in your mouth, <laughs> just like flat against my tongue, just holding my mm, lower jaw down. Yeah, no, that's the thing. So Chris um, has, I suppose, in the old days, you'd call it a nervous tick. Yeah, um, but he he chews his fucking mouth off. Yeah, I'm a which genius. sounds. It sounds an awful lot like it, like you're you're bad mouthing people. What's Chris doing? Oh, he's chewing his mouth off again. <laughs> no, no, no. It, is, it is only a personal hatred. Yeah, your your uh, your cheeks look an awful lot like lace. Yeah, in that you've chewed them the up. The best part is that I can't talk properly with it in. Right. Well, I mean, you're supposed to wear it when you're asleep, right? Yes, but if I put it in. <laughs> I've got this, this. Have you got? It, have you got it in now? I've got it in now. I've got. This, <laughs> I've got this charming list because the thing is massive. <laughs> Still imagining a big guy. <laughs> Clarence, no. That's enough, there, sir. Just, just put that jaw down. <laughs> now that is that is very positive because it's 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 really cool that you that you've got one and hopefully you'll stop eating your face off. Yeah. When when you're distracted, bored, or sad, or asleep, <laughs> or asleep. Like, it's so difficult to get you to not eat your face off. <laughs> Being asleep is no cure. How are we the ones in charge? We are not. Like, 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 like no, we're not, but like, planetarily. Oh, yeah. Humans. It's like... It's these thumbs, mate. That's true, yeah. It's all rocking off these thumbs. I often, I often bite my mouth, but like, on accident, it's like, this doesn't seem right. No, hurting yourself while eating, that's the... Yeah, that's the we, issue. Like the lip shouldn't go in between the teeth. No, that should be a problem. Or like, I, sh- I shouldn't be able to bite clean through my fucking tongue. Yeah, it's, w- it's... Whilst, whilst enjoying a halloumi sandwich. <laughs> it's poor design, really. Mm. On the subject of poor design, let's answer some role-playing game questions. Oh, good segue. Oh, thank you. I'm going to ask you a question first. Please I'm going to mix it up. Devilfish one hundred one writes in and says, is it possible to design an RPG, at least one that anyone would want to play, with reverse levelling? I.e., the more you do, the more shit you become at doing things. I think you actually can. Go on. So, rather than have it so that the more the more stuff you do, you just become worse. Like, I'm fighting a lot. I'm now bad at fighting. Right. Have it so that you only get better at the things you do, and you gradually get worse at things you don't. Oh, I see. So, oh, if, if you don't use a skill... If you don't use a skill, it actively degrades. That, I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, that's the, but like nobody models that in, in an RPG setting, because no. it's uh, partly because it's overly complicated. And tremendously boring. But it could be interesting, in a way. So, say you only have, there's only like five, six skills. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't do the 
a certain amount of it, then it will degrade. But if you use mm. it and use it well, it increases. Well, yeah, or use it badly, or like 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 if if you use it and learn. Yeah. Like I, th- I think like in in Cthulhu, it's like, it's like you have you have to you have to fail a check to advance it, right? Yes. Yeah, I really like that. That makes sense because it because it, it gets it gets harder to advance the better you become at the thing, mm. which is basically true. Um, but with with an element of of degradation mm. in the in the skill would be really interesting. I'm not sure if I it, God no. I think that you've got a much better variant of that, which is you just like you start at level twenty, right? Mm-hmm. You start you start at level twenty, and you have all the abilities and crucially all the all the stats and that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which mainly works on martial characters rather than um, wizards. Wizards, because they rely on level to cast spells, and then instead of leveling up, you just level down and you lose the abilities. You just so Benjamin Button your way through this. Well, you Benjamin Button like you still got the stats to support it. But you get fewer and fewer options as you <laughs> as you go down until until eventually you're like the best in the world at hit guy with sword, but you can't do anything else. <laughs> that could kind of work in a way. <laughs> Although I like I like the idea that the most powerful ones in the world can only put, cast mage hand, but really well, yeah, like like expertly. Like he can pick up castles. <laughs> I remember when you used to throw a fireball. Me too. Now it's just the lifting I- thing. I don't think I've ever I've ever had a situation with Mage Hand where I've been satisfied with it. No, no, because only five pounds of force and no I fine manipulation. Like, no fine manipulation. Also, if if someone owns an item, then you can't fuck with it. Yeah, and it's like, come on, dude, how does that make any sense? Like, like I want to use Mage Hand to pluck this to pluck the sword out of his sheath. Oh, he gets a saving throw. Why? Because he really wants me not to do it. Yeah, I mean, as far as I can see, the only active use for Mage Hand is sexually harassing waitresses. Oh, like pinching their bottoms? Yes. Well, I guess like, I don't know, tapping their bottoms? Just just a light slap, a five pound force of slap. Picking up the, the the waitress, I suppose. Can I tell a story about a time I touched a waitress? <laughs> yes, you can. It was non-sexual, I want okay. to say. So I've, um, so it, it, it was in New York, we were at an Irish bar getting some, getting some breakfast. Because uh, they did, they did quite nice beer. So you go, there, you go there for brunch and get and get sort of a something approaching a breakfast. There, you know, it's America, so they they do what they can. Yeah. And my wife ordered home fries, and they were basically uncooked. Home fries are sorted potatoes, often with gravy and onions in. Mm. Right? Yeah, they're not very nice, but they were basically uncooked and not very warm. And the and like rather than wait to have someone come around, I was like, I don't want to have to wait. And then basically eat my food, and then what? Watch my partner not eat her food, and then she can watch me as she eats her food, and I just stare at her plate. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to do that that awkward thing, so I so I, I walked up to the bar and um, tried to get the attention of the staff, but they were all they're all watching the football on telly, and because I was in a rush and wasn't quite thinking straight, I put my hand on the waitress's shoulder to get her attention. Right. And she, and she span round and looked kind of shocked because you don't just touch people. No. Right? And I realised, like, w- within half a second, this was wrong. And it came... Like, there were, there were two... There were two paths available to me. It was one, I could admit that I touched her and it was wrong and I'm sorry about that, I shouldn't touch people but that's kind of awkward or the second route, which I chose for which I chose, which is just to touch everyone (laughs) (laughs) so I took my hand down from her and immediately touched another member of staff like a male member of staff on the shoulder as well (laughs) just just to imply look, you're not special one thing I want to say is whether you're using mage hand or flesh hands, don't touch waitresses. Don't touch people unless, it, unless you know it's okay. Don't touch people, hey? That seems pretty cool. That's, that's, that's something I, I found pretty weird. When I, when I was staying with family, and uh, there was this, there's, there's this babby, and he's, he's like two and a bit, and grandma's walking around, and she's like, oh, do you want to give grandma a kiss? And he's like, No. I don't want to give grandma a kiss. I don't want to give. I don't really want to give anyone aside from mum and dad a kiss. Yeah. And she starts. She starts like sort of guilting him <laughs> into it. And it's like that's that's really creepy. Let him kiss who he wants. What if he was eighteen? 
You're being really weird. What if this was in a bar? Yeah. Anyway. Maychand. Maychand sucks. Maychand does suck. I wish it was good. I wish it was just telekinesis, but it isn't, and it doesn't. If you've got the arcane trickster precious class, you can pick locks and pick pockets with it. Okay. And noses. And noses. What was the question? Is it possible Down to design leveling. an RPG with reverse yeah, yeah, leveling? Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Yes. I mean, you've got that. I mean, like, the, the most basic version I can think of it is that you, you start off with a wide variety of options and then gradually give up those options as you go down. But so trading so, um, options for specialization. Yeah, so you're specialising further rather than having um, more things available to you, which might be quite a boring thing to do. But I guess like so that's like rather than rather than like down leveling, you're just becoming more brittle in your tactics in that you become optimised for a single action. Yeah, I mean actually that than... that could work because if you give everybody access to everything at the beginning, mm. um, and then say two okay. sessions in, keep what they've used, mm. and then that fits to a class. I think I think that what what would be interesting for me is not to have this as a system itself, but to run it in a system which doesn't support it. Okay. By which I mean, so like we, so like you start off. Um, let's say uh, I think World of Darkness might be might be a bit more interesting than thinking in terms of power levels. In right. D&D. Um But you start off and you've got X number of points to start out your character, and then by the end of game three, you're like, cool, okay. We've like we've worked out who the villain is. We're gonna have to try and bring them down. We've got various plots in place, which, which, which we're trying to crew some allies. At the end of the session, the GM's like, "Cool, give me a sheet," and just rubs off half your points, <laughs> or like or like like rubs off twenty percent of your points, and then they're like, I'm "Gonna be at the end of every session," as you get some sort of supernatural curse put on you. Yeah, and so that become then it becomes this really terrifying race against time while you've still got the capacity to act. Yeah, that works really well as a one shot. Mm, definitely. Or like, well, like, or one shot, or like, or like, like a single themed campaign. Yeah, sorry, like, like, sorry, that's like, what I meant. Like an an, in, yeah. an enclosed game, like new characters in D and D, starting at level six and then work and then and then losing a level every, every game. Yeah, uh, but you're still fighting level six monsters. Yeah, rather than just playing a normal campaign of D of D and D and at level seventeen going right, you've been infected with a curse. Like, put on yeah. my character. Oh, but, but uh, I named a sword. <laughs> His name's Jim. Best sword. <laughs> Named it best sword. Best sword. Oh, see, see, like I'm, I'm back on board with this guy now. No. Ask me a question, Chris. I will ask you a question. Mm, I'm ready. Uh, this comes from Reddit and undiscriminating mm. Ron, <laughs> which is a great name. <laughs> I prefer indiscriminate Ron. <laughs> Just Ron everywhere. Non-determined Ron. Mm-hmm. A good GM will not let the players die. Mm. Well, I've got to presume he, the, uh, Ron here means player characters, because, yes. I mean, fair. <laughs> <laughs> a good GM, while hosting a game, will not cause the death of any people in the house. Will not host a game on a crane or volcano. <laughs> um, Ron, Ron basically posted this as a means to, to, to spark a discussion. Mm-hmm. And discuss and- we will. And I think that the 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 word there is let, and that's the that's the that's the the trick. Because if I think when a player character dies and that's unsatisfying because it happened randomly, it happened at like like as at a chance, like let's say like a goblin critted you as you walk in the first room and you die. Yeah, that's letting your player characters die at the whims of the system, whereas. Having them earn their death or choosing that they die is much more interesting. Yeah, because because um, then it can feel deserved. I mean, that's why like a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse stuff has death moves. Yeah, I like death moves. That's a really nice thing. It's one of the best things about that system. Mm. Um, in that, when you die, you've got options. Yeah, um, and um, you get to pick how how that death goes down. Mm. And Spire's got some of that. Yeah, uh, like we, we we wrote a little bit of that in, and, and like it is surprisingly common that rather than have a character die, you simply bond them to an evil god. I think that's happened in I want to say every spire campaign <laughs> I've heard about because it because it's fun. Yeah, and it furthers story, and it makes it makes that character a liability. Mm. Yeah, and it's fun having them around. I I think that obviously death is an important part of games with combat in. I think that uh, that if you if if you're drawing swords, and you know flashing blades, shooting pistols, etc., then steel. death 
bearing still, then death should be a reality. Death forms part of that story, and that's okay. I think that having that threat can really add, add to things. It doesn't have to be part of the game. Yeah, um, I mean, I fell into the opposite trap during okay. my early days of gaming when I wouldn't. That let sounds like a horrible die. trap. <laughs> yeah, I it just sucks. It die. sucks you up into the ceiling. Um, Go on. So, because I wouldn't let players die, mm-hmm. there wasn't really a huge threat of death, and I didn't want players right. to die because I was very young and didn't yeah. want the paperwork of making another D and D second edition character. Right. Yeah, because you used to make the characters for them. Because I, well, I had to because they were lazy. <laughs> yeah, th- th- those those were the kids who were too cool to actually do any role play. Yeah, so I had That's to make the characters, right. otherwise we didn't play the game. Right. That's a problem. And I didn't want to make characters again. I just wanted to get mm. on with a goddamn game. Let me play the game. <laughs> That's fair. I think that it's it's rarely exciting to have someone die if like if it happens ad hoc. Mm. And I think that like what's this, what's the one mechanic? Um, there's a death flag. As a mechanic from this, uh, this house rules set for 3.5, which is my favourite mechanic from any game. Okay. Which is, you get, uh, for want of a better word, call them drama points. And you can spend drama points to get additional actions. Uh, you get two of these, you get like three of these, and it's um, you spend two for a standard, one for a move. Okay. Um, you get three of them, and then you get them back when you rest. Or you get them back at a long rest. So, it's, so it encourages like, you to use them. Like yeah, like a like a daily resource, right? Yep. Um, you can only ever have three. You can't get more unless you raise the death flag. And when you raise the death flag, you immediately earn another three. But if you go out of action, you die. And if you don't raise the death flag, if you go out of action, you don't die. You're injured. You're captured. You're late. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was almost killed. <laughs> I'll be with you. Just let me breathe. I'll be- Just let me breathe. <sighs> And so, and so that lets the player signal, and at, at that point, that, that that's you. Like I suppose, in in the purest sense of the word, letting the player die because the player's like, "Can I die, please? This is important to me." Yeah. Or like, I'm willing to die for this, and I think making it really super clear in those terms and justifying it with effectively story positioning, but giving them a big a big boost of power, like a whole extra turn. There's a lot. That, there's a lot you can do it's in that. It's pretty turn. good, and it's it's a, it's a yeah. strong ability. Yeah. Uh, like, and it, it just sits neatly in any game, honestly, uh, with with a little bit of fudging. You can like, it, you, I think also one thing I want to discuss before we move on because I think we're spending quite a lot of time on this one. One thing which people don't think about is when your character goes out of action, when they lose all their hit points, as it were, that's death. Rather than ah, oh, you know what, they're going to decide they leave. Mm. And we had we had quite a long bit in Unbound about if you don't want if you don't want characters to die but you want a way to remove them from the narrative here's twenty or so ideas and like you just become a tree <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's that's the thing like the like the actual like actually death isn't death can be really moving and death can be really upsetting but it's the removal of the narrative it's removal from the narrative which is what matters mm. here and that's and and if you can do that in a satisfying way and have like no you know what I, I got the tar kicked out of me now I don't want to go into the dungeons anymore I want to farm goats yeah and that's that's a valid like mechanically it's exactly the same but fictionally fictively it can perhaps be a bit more satisfying yeah and I think uh, just just one more thing on this on this topic mm, it's mm. one it's one of the reasons why I really like Cthulhu style one shots okay because in one shots where it's only an evening. Mm. Like it's the perfect opportunity to drive your player characters like a stolen car, <laughs> rather than the yes. NPCs. Yeah, um, there's one absolutely beautiful um, game where you st- everybody's. It, it's completely unrelated one shot. It's like the history mm. of the game you play before, right? And yeah. everybody is a Nazi. <laughs> okay. And he's like, he explicitly says, "Look, everyone's a Nazi, so people are going to do some stupid things because they're Nazis, and nothing matters." <laughs> so, like, they're gonna they're gonna like start playing their characters like they're in a horror film. Yeah, because like, who cares if the Nazi dies? I want I want this Nazi right, to die. I'm gonna go look at the basement. Die, so let's just you, yeah. Here you go. You're free right Go nuts. Heinrich, did, Heinrich, did I lose this gun? Let me look down the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gives you. Ample I can't see any bullets in there. Gives you ample opportunities to kill yourself in it very quickly. Okay. Good. Um, Good. But My I, apologies you, to all Germans. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I really like that thing where it's, where it's just it doesn't matter if the character dies. Yeah. You, there's no punishment for it. Just 
Yeah, for sure. Just that's, that's just, that's, it's just a narrative beat, mm. and, it, and it keeps happening. And, and, and like, oh, like you, you can have another character if you want. That's cool. Yeah, it's not. It's not a punishment for acting badly. It's a. It's a like. I I believe that, that honestly, everything in a role playing game should be a reward, even <laughs> the injuries. Yeah, I mean, it's you're playing it for fun, aren't you? Yeah, well, you're you're playing it for fun, and that's the thing. Like, like if you if, if you get an injury, it, it shouldn't be like, oh, I lost three hit points. It's like, oh, you've got a broken leg. Here's a gross description of your broken leg. Everyone help him, and you get a story beat out of it. Yeah, it's like you don't eat a bar of chocolate hoping one square tastes like motor oil. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> but like you you don't you don't want that. You don't want. Oh, I want this one to be really awful. Ah, but Chris, if if some bars of chocolate did have. Um, squares that tasted like motor oil, wouldn't that make the ones which didn't all the more satisfying? No, it would make them just as satisfying and <laughs> terrifying to eat. <laughs> well, like, imagine the relief at the end when none of them tasted like <laughs> fucking motor oil. <sighs> oh, that's better. Oh, got through, got through another. Noth- nothing wrong with that, Yorky fruit and nut. <laughs> well, sorry, sorry, rapper. sorry, fruit and biscuit. Yeah, I really wish Yorkies weren't so misogynist because I like their chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's question time. Question me. Is, up. is it me? It to is ask? you. Yes. John O'Wynn writes in via email to ask Ooh. What way would you recommend for distributing an RPG game you've just made? That is, that is really hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. First off, super hard to get anyone to know. Well, that's the thing. So there's distribution and promotion, which I think are different. Yeah. So first off, mm. put it on your website. Do you have a website? You need a website. Get a website. Get a website. Make yourself searchable. Get that SEO going. Mm. Like neither of us know what SEO stands for. But you've heard it's important. Search engine optimization. I know what it stands for. It's a little joke. I know, but I want to prove that I actually because <laughs> <laughs> it's literally part of my job. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Having a website is very important, uh, but uh, like the channels of distribution are interesting in role-playing games at the moment because uh, the, the 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 important one is drive-through RPG. Yep. Now, drive-through RPG is a for those of you not in the know is a uh, distributor of primarily PDFs, but also more recently print-on-demand books. They, they 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 they've teamed up with a print-on-demand service called Lightning Source. Um, who printed? Uh, who printed the first uh, our, our, our first Kickstarter releases to produce some honestly pretty shoddy books? Turns out, yeah. However, they have the market cornered. They have a monopoly on on um, on selling uh, PDFs because they have a fairly robust system of storing your games online, available for download through a really awkward download manager whenever you want. It's the worst. It's really bad. You're only allowed to download ten files at a time, and there's no pictures. You can't there's just no look pictures. at it like a library. It's all text. And quite often, like you'll buy, like I got a, um, I got a, a bumper pack of I think it was like sixty backing tracks. Mm-hmm. Still haven't downloaded them. No, because they're all separate entries. It was they're all separate entries, and they're so big it causes the, it causes the extension to crash every time I try and download yeah. them. So they're just there. They're just on my account, but DriveThru has DriveThru has the market cornered, and the issue with that for me is they charge was it thirty five percent commission? Uh, for us, yes. For us, and if you're if you're exclusive through them, I think it's thirty percent or twenty five percent commission, which is pretty beefy considering what they're doing is hosting a fucking PDF. Yeah, I mean when you consider that we had to essentially to to, to get our money back on our product, mm. we had to add that thirty five percent to the cost on DriveThru. Yeah. So we, we we sell through drive-thru uh, because people are there and it has a... I don't really like the search system, I don't, I don't like the recommendation system, but people use it. Mm. And it is it is something akin to a marketplace for role-playing games in a way that, like, uh, itch.io is the other place that we use. Itch.io is a great place for just hosting games in general. There's a lot of, uh, like, indie PC games are hosted there. Yep. And they have, they have a sliding scale of um, commission, which is however much you want. And so, so we give them ten percent because that feels fair. But if you, but, but honestly, if you need the cash, you can just set it to zero. Yeah. And that, like, they have they have a, a, a really nice way of setting out their um, website. They're really transparent in the way they work. Uh, they don't have like up until recently, you had to ask drive through for a check <laughs> to, get, to get your money. Yeah. Because because they're Americans who still use checks for some reason, which is so bizarre to me. 
It is odd, but there's a lot strange with Do they still have those machines where you put the card in and the check and you slide it backs and forwards? Um, they still have, like, uh, they still swipe the magnetic strip on, on, on credit cards and then you sign. Oh, that is so insecure. Right! Anyone can, anyone can pretend to have my signature. It's on the back of the fucking card! And I mean, our signatures are functionally identical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so drive through is one option. I would recommend doing it yourself, getting a website, and then um, either paying for hosting or, 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 or getting a, an niche.io um, account and sticking stuff up on there. You can you can post PDFs through there. Now, I mean, the, the bigger issue is getting people to see it. Distribution is distribution is basically putting it in a box that people can take out of, and that bit isn't too hard. Yeah, but people don't know where the box is. Yeah, and so what, what I would recommend is primarily having a failed career in games journalism, which netted you several thousand Twitter followers, mm-hmm. uh, which is how I do it. It's worked out quite well. Yeah, it worked out quite well, and that that that, that, that let me get my uh, my foot in the door and start yelling at people. And uh, since then, well, just like having, I, I, I guess the other thing would be to have one of the uh, giant fish in the online role playing games pond briefly touch one of your games. Yes, just just grace it with their presence. Or yeah, just tweets. just yeah, just just run honey heist. And then that God, we earned so much money from that one daft game, a Honey Heist, the Critical Role run. Like right. we're still earning money off that, right? And Honey Heist is free. Yeah, it's free. You can get it for free, you idiots! Stop paying me! Don't tell them that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't stop paying me. Please keep paying me. But it's it's tricky to distribute. I think also like don't bother with cons. Don't bother with that nonsense. It's not, not worth until it. you're don't, a bit bigger. Don't, like don't bother with physical copies until you've got something beefier. Until like like you can get, depending on the length of your RPG, like you can get a following if it's good. You look at something like Maze Rats, mm. which is very short, very quick, and very good at doing what it needs to do. And that doesn't exist in physical print, I don't believe. That's maybe just a PDF which is passed around the internet like a bong. Or, for example, um, everyone is John, or big motherfucking crab truckers. Yeah. <laughs> or um, all out of bubblegum. There are these. There are these sort of dirty ass games that are, that are passed around, and you need to make your game that. Yeah, and like, be aware that your first one's probably not going to make a bunch of money. Oh, and it's going to suck. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be so bad. You're gonna like if if it's your first one, you're going to hide it. Years from now, you're going to want no one to see this. Maybe don't distribute it too hard. But right now, you need to get it out there because you need people to go. Yeah, I've for sure. seen yeah. even if I even if I haven't looked at it, I've seen that name before. Yeah, for sure. And then you and then it goes from being a load of words about elves, um, stuck on a PDF to oh, there's that guy. There's that there's that person who writes who wrote that role playing game. I kind of enjoyed. Sure, I'll give them some cash. Yeah, and then you're in. Oh yeah, right. Baby, you, baby, you'll you'll be earning nearly minimum wage in no time. <laughs> <laughs> in a scant, what is it, four years now? Yep. <sighs> gone well. It's gone well. Yeah, well, it has gone well. Yeah. Um, it's it's you make a question happen at me in my ears. I will pour a question directly into your ears, like poison. <laughs> Dylan asks. Hey, Dylan. How would you design a game to balance exhaustion versus desperation, i.e. the mission leaves no time for rest? Uh, ah. <laughs> Have you been shot? Just, yeah, oh, right in the gut. Oh, baby. Oh, right, you've probably got half an hour before you die. Finish the question. Yeah, all right. I can, I can probably run through the podcast. I think that you probably it would probably wouldn't be systemic. It would be scenario and fictional in terms of like like you'd give people difficult decisions. And then they wouldn't have time to do all the things they wanted to do and rest. Okay. So you can do either of these two things. And if you if you split up to do them, then you can do them both badly. And yeah, then so it's, it's, and then the next thing happens immediately. It's kind of like a choose your own path adventure book. Yeah, kind in of. A, in a way. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I suppose just like not not giving them room to maneuver. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's an interesting mechanic that's used in, and I've got completely forgotten the name of it. Uh, Trail of Cthulhu Adventure, set in okay. a hospital. Right. Everything costs you hit points. Okay. Whatever Experience. you do, like if you want to get out of bed, that costs you a hit point. That makes sense. Um, uh, you want to run? That's another hit point, please, and then you mm. can then you can do a run. Okay. 
Um, and every night you get back a certain amount of hit points due to rest and care and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, invasive procedures. That's the name. Oh, that's um. Fear itself. Trail. Cthulhu. Yes, fear itself. Yeah. It's it's jewel. Yeah, I love that game. It's very good. It's so good. But yeah, everything costs very you creepy. a hit point in that because mm. of, because of where you are. Like you you're not well. You've got mm. gunshot wounds or you've you, you're dying. Mm. Um. And I think that works quite well for that exhaustion mechanic because it hits you right right where it visibly hurts on a character sheet. Mm. You see those hit points drop. Yeah. And you go, well, I've, yeah. I've got three hit points left. <laughs> what am I going to do before I keel over? Yeah. Uh, and like, you, so you can push yourself and end up completely comatose the next day, essentially. Mm. I think that I'd, I'd, be, I'd be interested in a, in a risking uh, mechanic with that. Yeah. Because, like... I suppose it would end up with quite, perhaps quite, unless you had a good GM, you'd end up with quite conservative play. In that, while I don't, I don't want to spend the hit points. I don't, I don't want to lose that. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to wait. And so they don't, they don't push themselves. They don't do exciting things, and they sit back a lot. And so, like, of course, you can apply the pressure and you know have them chased around by big spooky monsters or what have you. Yeah. Um, but alternatively, if it was like when you, when you act, roll a d6, and then two to five, spend a hit point. Six, spend two. One don't spend any. Yeah, that could work. And so, and so you've got a chance of pushing yourself through, but also you've got a chance of completely knackering yourself. Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of like the static, simple cost of one. Yeah, that's per true. thing, I mean, because then you then you know. Bookkeeping. Yeah, um, and you can go. You know ahead of time. I can't run. I need. Mm. To, I need to be ready to hide rather than run. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, as long as everybody's on board, because invasive procedures is what three sessions at the most. Yeah, and it's and like I wouldn't want to play it for much longer than that, honestly. No, it's monumentally unpleasant. Yeah, wonderful game. Oh yeah, very good. Can't recommend it enough. But like, like don't don't go in expecting a fun time. No, there's a lot of implanting. There's a lot, remember, there's like, a lot of surgery body horror in it. Like like they're, they're implanting like bezoas, I think, or bezoa has it pronounced. Don't spoil the adventure. Okay. Anyway, it's gross. Owl, owl guts. <laughs> just full owl. Just a full. <laughs> Replace what your beating that? heart with the wisdom of the owl. Well, you mean like an owl's brain? No. <laughs> Shush! There's <laughs> a little beak poking out through your chest. It's so just you been breathe. artlessly stitched up, and there's kind of a, 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 a visible owl squirming around in there. <laughs> ah, jeez. <laughs> oh, it's claws just tearing up your diaphragm. Well, I figured they'd probably like you know wrap its claws like a lobster. <laughs> elastic bands. Just to put put elastic bands around it so it can't, it can't get too busy in there, and then and then pop the owl in. Yeah. Why did you do this? I don't remember. <laughs> who do you? I, who? Well, you know, when you've got an owl, everything looks like a nail. Is that the phrase? <laughs> yes, that is a phrase. Yes. <laughs> I think that it's not like this sort of game you wouldn't want to play for super long. Or you'd have it as a section where like okay, you've got to get through the desert. Yeah. And that and that could perhaps be fun to have that as a as like a very strict um resource management thing. Mm. But uh, I think that having it having having a system like the the problem with um, exhaustion versus desperation is that there's an awful lot of how can I put this moxie and bravery in pushing yourself further and like finding those hidden reserves yeah. of of, uh, of of of, uh, of of energy to push through and keep going. But if you if you make that if you make that a stat if you make that a number, then you know precisely how much you've got left to give, and that kind of turns it into a maths game. Rather than an emotive, how far can we push ourselves? Game. Yeah, and I think I mean, there's, there's a, a different mechanic. You made a dice game, which was about pushing yourself, didn't you? Did I? Oh, very long uh, time re- ago. Reckless. Yeah. So um, Chris, Chris had an idea for generating D and D stats, where you roll a D six and you keep rolling D six until until you roll a certain number, mm. uh, and, and like and like at, at any point, like I think like. Uh, if you roll a certain number on a d6, then you crash out, and then you just, you just take a low score. But you can risk getting higher and higher. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to use this to start D and D. I want to use this to run a whole role playing system. <laughs> and like, it was fine. Like players ended up with a big stack with a big line of dice in front of them. 
Yeah. Um, and it was a bit abstract kind of work. Uh, it's available on my website. If you go to lookrobot.co.uk, you can download a playtest version of it. But it is it is that thing of desperation. Mm. Like, like, we have to do this. We can't stop. Yeah. I think a lot of that comes down to getting proper hooks with your characters and getting the, and getting GMing sorted out. Yeah, I mean that's that's where most of these questions come down to. It's how does the GM handle it? Like a lot, how, a lot of places you, you don't. How need do a I system. be a good GM? Yeah, you don't need yeah. a system in place overlaying yeah. over the over the normal game or anything. I suppose that you you need players to buy into it, right? And yeah, pretend. that's the thing. Like again yeah. with the with invasive procedures, if as you say, mm. if, if people are very well, I'm not going out. I don't want to lose hit points. Well, fine, <laughs> fuck you then. Okay, yeah, whatever. Owen asks, "What game would you use to introduce role playing? TMR and Da, or Matt and Da, <laughs> Mum and Dad? He's Irish. I don't know. Mother and Father. Ah, uh, Mater and Pater. That's the ones. Um, something super simple. I'd go for probably something like um, Hero System. <laughs> Just right in." Just write in, you know, you know what, Dad? Sink or swim? Let's dance. <laughs> Here's your six-page character sheet. Don't forget to keep track of stamina in between rounds. I've got you a graphing calculator. Mum, get off your iPad. <laughs> Sorry, what what I mean to what I mean to imply is she was playing on her iPad because she was bored, not that she was sat on her iPad, <laughs> like perched on her iPad, trying to avoid me. She can't see me if I'm on technology. <laughs> I've turned up the brightness to dazzle him. My mum's a witch, and she doesn't understand iPads. No, that's the two things. They are not platforms. About my mum. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I suppose, I, I suppose iOS is a platform. Yeah. Um, something, yeah, something very simple, or something so complicated that they give up almost immediately, and I can do something else. Oh, that would be good. Like, it would have to be earnest, and they would have to think that it was their fault. Yeah, I'd, I want I'd, like not that Grant picked too hard a system, but like Grant, Grant, it looks like Grant tried really hard to spend time with us. <laughs> I but think, unfortunately, we just don't understand. I think I'd actually run something like BRP. I guess it's very straightforward, isn't it? Well, not just not just that; it's very straightforward. But every skill is understandable. That's what I mean. Yeah, like it's like you you have you have everything you need to know to play the game on your sheet, rather yeah. than oh, also you have to make stuff up, and I'll give you points if you make stuff up well. Plus, it's the setting is readable because well, you can play they, it modern day, right? Yeah, and they don't have yes, to. They don't have true, to go. Yeah. Well, I I called. I call somebody. Like we well, can. Well, this I, isn't, I, isn't I, fantasy. You you don't. Yeah, yeah. You, you, they, they don't. Need to, they don't need to sort of have any genre awareness. You like. You need to have genre awareness to play Dungeons and Dragons. To play um, horror games, uh, or like sort of like vampire or mage or something. You need to understand how these fake systems work. Yeah. Is these these fictional worlds work? Whereas if you're just playing, say, um, Cthulhu Modern, then you're just a dude. Exactly, and then you can throw monstrous stuff at it, and when they say, "What do I do?" you say, "You run away." I I can't think of a group I really want to GM for less than my mum and dad. No, God no. I'd, I'd let someone else's mum and dad. Fine, you know. Quite often I do GM for other people's mums and dads, <laughs> but. Um, and like I've GM'd for a dad and a son combo at Honey Heist, which is brilliant. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, uh, it, like the, the 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 kid was really into it. It was brilliant, and that's fine. But I don't want to have to pretend to my mum that I'm an elf. No. And like my dad would not take it serious. I like my dad could not talk in character for a second. He could not pull that off. All, all I get is 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 there, is. It's every five minutes. So you've uh, you do this for a job, do you? <laughs> uh, sorry, my printer just decided to do a little dance. <laughs> how charming! I like how I like how that when we voice our dads, they're much posher than they are in real life. <laughs> <Not posher. laughs> like I think I think we voice our dads as like this sort of twelve foot tall monolith yep. that dads are when you're younger. Yeah. Come through here, boy. Sit on my knee. Let's let's teach you how to smoke a pipe. Oh, Papa! Oh, Papa! Thank you so much. <coughs> Don't cough. <laughs> it's weak. It's unbecoming of a man. Now, I need to warn you about the gays. <laughs> Are you crying? <laughs> oh man, I'm really glad we escaped most of our indoctrination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some but not all. I'm really glad. Um. 
yeah, something simple, something which they can look at a sheet and understand and not have to worry about spell lists or like any sort of abstraction. Yeah. Fate it's just would be super a nightmare. Straight. Oh god. Wushu. Wushu would be a nightmare. Yeah. Definitely BRP or some Well actually, you know what? Come to think of it, I would probably run uh Fear Itself, my mum. Yeah. Because well, that's that's the thing. Like like it's got a big list of investigative skills, and or like or, or I guess he's a terrorist, but not quite so. You know, in 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 the fiction of it, because Mum really likes investigative dramas, oh, and yeah. a lot of parents quite like investigative dramas. Silent Witness, that sort of stuff. Yeah, that sort of thing. And so being able to um to sort of channel that and say, well, you've seen these shows. I know you enjoy them. This is this this is a game which emulates that. So you can have these skills and you can tell these stories. So I think like working at what they're in, like, and like and like if, if your parents are hugely into fantasy, you've got no challenge whatsoever. Yeah, I think I think you have to find like I think you have to find whatever what like with any person you have to find whatever they're into and, and run a game for them. Like remember we we ran a game of East Terrorists, my ex girlfriend, because yes. she because she was interested in um, crime dramas and not wizards. Yep, she spent the entire game drawing flowers on her character sheet. Really participating. Really participating. Giving it a good old college try. She, uh, she, Chris and I were running Nightmare Live at, uh, at our university, and she, like, she was visiting. We, we didn't live in the same the same city. She was visiting, and rather than rather than come along and watch Nightmare Live or help out with this sort of difficult project which her boyfriend was doing, which she was really enthusiastic about, she stayed home and did my laundry. That was the option she chose. And then, and then admonished me for not doing my laundry properly when I got in. And that was so, like, yeah, get, get you a, get you a gamer, <laughs> get, get you a freak who 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 likes rolling d twenties. It's or at not least, worth it. Or at least somebody who who goes, oh, okay, I don't particularly care about it myself, but I see that you yeah. do, and will support yeah. you in this. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I like, like, so, like. I, I don't know. Like, I've, I've passed the point in my life where I could be in a relationship with anyone who didn't game. Yeah. Or like, or, or who was at least not massively supportive of it, because it is so part, so much part of my massively focused existence. I mean, it's how we buy food. Yeah, I guess I could like get into football or something. No, you couldn't. I could try. You're, it can't be dangerously that hard. insane. It's just D and D. It's not. It's basically you've got all the different classes of footballer, and then they like they interact and pass the ball to each other. But nothing happens. They make the ball go in the goal. Rarely. That's true. I would like more goals. It takes like an hour and a half, and it's one <laughs> nil. Like, get on with it. Have you seen basketball? Bigger goals. Basketball's there. Eighty-seven, forty-two. Yes. Wait, a big number. But they've got the shot clock, haven't they? Yeah, the shot clock is important. It's a fascinating thing in that in that they they managed to rule out defensive play. Yeah, like if you've basically. seen a game of basketball before the shot clock came in, why, why didn't you explain what the shot clock is? It's very simple. You've got a certain amount of time to take a shot. Mm. Like that's it. Like so, is, is that like once you have possession of the ball? Yeah. And then and then if you don't take a shot, then 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 it resets to the to the middle. I actually can't remember what happens. Okay. Um, but the point is, you can't hold the ball for three minutes. Yeah, or just you know, bounce the ball, I guess, yeah. You've got to do something. Yeah. And if you watch a game of before, it, the entire thing is defensive. Yeah, like soccer is, I guess. Yeah, and it's just a ball bouncing up and down a court. I mean, you could just watch tennis. <laughs> it's the same thing, bigger ball. I've tried tennis, I don't quite understand nope. that. Nope, rubbish ball. But then, then you put the shot clock in, mm. and suddenly basketball is dope as fuck. <laughs> we, need, we need a shot clock for football. We need a shot clock for everything, like D and D. I need a timer I can slam on the table. I guess. I guess the issue with a shot clock in football is the pitch is so fucking massive. Yeah. That you can't sprint across it. It takes you four minutes right, to get from one side to the other. Yeah, but like, like I will say, I much prefer five-a-side football. Just also, like, from a tactical point of view, I can understand it. No, same amount of teams, but half the half the pitch. Mm. And stick the goals on the other ends. And what? And you have one. Sniper bullet. You can <laughs> One use, tranquilizer dart. You can use, well, you can use, yeah, I got okay, like, you, you, you have one trank dart, because at that point, like, if you, like, if you shot, like, 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 say, a really beefy defender, maybe they can just deal with the tranquilizer and keep playing. Yeah, and plus... <laughs> but, you, but it's a debuff, whereas, like, a striker, 
down like a sack of bricks. Yeah, you don't want to play a game where your thirty million dollar player just got shot in the head. No, that's bad, right? I guess I, 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 you'd probably give them helmets, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just tranquilize a dart. They'll get up. They might miss a game. They might not. I guess you'd need you'd need helmets and um, something to protect their temples, ears, and eyes. Honestly, though, I think I think everywhere else you can get shot and recover. Yeah, one season in, everybody's a rugby player who can probably yeah. play football. Yeah. Now that now that's an exciting game. That's a game I'm watching. Yeah. Also, I think we need to relax the, the rules on fouling. Obviously. But like, it's it's always fascinating watching watching football players dive. Yeah. I, th- I really I really love the performances they give. I honestly think that you that they should they should be able to give a red card just for being pathetic. I think they do sometimes. Don't they? No, but just like that was, that was that was a bad. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Come on, get that, on with that, it. Don't be a prick about this. Tranquilizer darts. Yep. I think I think we can learn a lot from the um, gladiators of old. So do, like, it's, do do you mean the television gladiators or the olden timey gladiators? Well, I meant the olden timey gladiators, but we'll come back to the television gladiators. Okay. For example, very few football matches have a tiger in the middle of the pitch chained to something. That is true. Now that'd be cool, or especially spikes. Uh, spikes, right? But you got the tiger, right? You shoot, you shoot the the chain off the tiger with your tranquilizer dart. Very difficult shot, but at that point, you've unleashed the tiger, and he's rampaging through your opponent's um, defense. Mm. That's it. That of makes it instantly for a more interesting game. Yeah, I mean, much more expensive. Obviously, you'd, you'd probably have to play with criminals or, or like prisoners. At least they'll get paid a sensible amount of money at that point. That's true. Rather than hey. thirty million, I, I I think we need to come to a an agreement between how much prisoners in the US are paid, which is under five dollars a day, mm. and thirty million pounds for kicking the ball around. I think I think what we need to do is to come to a much more baseline, uh, which is how mm. much is a human life worth? Well, we're we talking just in terms of organs, or like it's the soul. Just 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 the body itself. Oh, just in terms of organs, it's about forty grand. There you go. So let's double it. Let's be generous. Okay. Yeah. So eighty grand a player. I guess that, that, hundred grand. So that, that's the top end. That's the top end. That that's that's for those. That's for those guys that e- even if you had more than one tranquilizer shot, wouldn't matter. Yeah. Really big, quick guys who can who can strangle a tiger from the inside. <laughs> and this is James Tierney. He's just come off death row. He survived the legal little injection. <laughs> And is their new striker. We're so excited to have Tierney on the team. <laughs> Mr. Tierney, um, what what have you learned from today's game? <laughs> Tiger tastes good. <laughs> You're going to be a star, Tierney. You're going to be a star. <laughs> um, let's wrap it up. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hearty Dice Friends in which we fixed football. <laughs> Forever and for everyone. I think Trank Darts could just sort out so much. Yeah. Or clowns! They're in rodeos. Why can't we have those? <laughs> just driving for- a car around the pitch. <laughs> I, don't, I think they only have cars in rodeos. Okay, but- riding a bull around the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> the natural mount of the clown. Yeah. But I, I I really like the idea of having sort of like distractions or like bonus players yeah. on your team. And so like what you can do is just have a clown spring out of a hitherto unreferenced trapdoor. Or the coaches are playing like a very complicated card game in the dugouts. Mm, bejeweled. Two, no, no, like, no, no, um, no, no, uh, but like like, like Poyo runner. Oh, or Gwent. Yeah. And yeah. like I, I play the double players card. Shit! As half as half the other team has to swap sides very quickly, <laughs> and you have to play properly. Yeah. Can you, rather than it being netrunner, can we have a netrunner like game, but which all the cards are just the players from his own team? So like, Yu-Gi-Oh sticker album style. Well, like it would run mechanically similar to Netrunner. I guess you, you probably want something symmetrical because they're both football teams. Mm. So it would run mechanically similar to... So let's say they're playing Gwent, but which is the card game from uh, The Witcher. But instead of having, like, um, Nemorian Archers, you have Thierry Henry <laughs> as a card. I, he, I don't know whether he still plays football. It I know he did at one point. Um, but you'd have him as a card. And then Frank Lampard, he's a, he's a, he's a footballer. Mm-hmm. Um, can you name a single current footballer? No, I can name old footballers. 
I can't. I don't. Wayne Rooney's still playing, isn't he? Yes, but he's on some trash team now. Is he? Yeah, he used to be. He's, 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 he's old big, now, I guess. Yeah. He's on some some trash looking team. <laughs> he used to be quite big, but he got he got scared and shrank. It was the tiger. <laughs> took um, took a lot of his body weight. <laughs> One and a half legs off Mr. Rooney. Yeah. But so, so like, they're playing Gwent against each other, and then they have their own custom deck, which is made up from players on their team, and they have double players, and they have released the clowns, and they have another tranquilizer bullet. Mm. And they have just, they have one card which is just called The Pit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hot Dose Friends. Um, we are Grant Howitt and Christopher Taylor, and we have been giving you fresh, hot role playing advice like you need. Mm-hmm. All day, and now I have to go and do something else. I have to go and play test a game, which is exciting. I'm mm-hmm. going to go play test a an upcoming game called Haunted for Fire Hazard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run around Liverpool Street for some reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, so thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this shiz, you can back us on Patreon. We love that very much. You can go to patreon.com forward slash Hearty Dice Friends and give us some money. Come hang out on the Discord. Um, we are we're trying to play some more games. We very nearly had a game of Jason Statham's Big Vacation on there. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I did it at the last minute, like I always do, and no one could turn up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grant. But but if you're free at the last minute, why not come hang out in the Discord and maybe play games with us? Yeah. We've also uh, you can also send us an email to heartydicefriends at gmail or follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast. We love you. We want you to be the star player on our team. We've we've devised a rigorous method of training, which involves you know how Roman emperors would get a little bit of poison and like they'd feed themselves a little bit of poison every day and become immune to the poison. Yep. We're gonna wing you with a tranquilizer dart every day upon waking. <laughs> and bite just, you just a little bit with a tiger. Just just we're get, we're gonna get a very small tiger and just sort of underarm heft it at you. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could bat it off, but you will suffer a scar. Yeah. And eventually, we figure you'll become, and also, like I guess, we're going to make you eat at least one football a day. Yeah, and you'll that's become how you immune. Get good at football. Well, you become immune to them. True, that's so, bad. You need to be able to interact with them. Well, uh, like I put it this way, I'm going to point: you wouldn't be perturbed by footballs anymore. Fair. So you could you could effortlessly kick them about because they, they they take directions from you. That's you. We're going to do that to you uh, because we love you anyway. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>